The film basement is filmed in sunny West Hartford, Connecticut, in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Filmmaker's Basement, where for once we aren't disappointed by the movies we've seen. I'm Brennan Gasparino. And I'm Andrew. And we're going to be looking at some of the movies we got to see this week and playing a little bit of a game show later on. And on that same topic, I finally watched a movie that didn't end up disappointing me in the end. And that movie was Mad God. So, Mad God follows the assassin through a forbidding world of tortured souls, decrepit bunkers, and wretched monstrosities forged from the most primordial horrors of the subconscious mind. It sounds really simple, and it is pretty much that simple. Um, so, what really drew me into watching this movie originally is the fact that it's a stop-motion animation movie, and a very visually impressive stop-motion animation movie at that, especially from the trailer. Like, a lot of the shots from the trailer were... They popped out to me a lot. And that's the main draw of the movie. It's a very visually stunning movie. Um, It kind of comes at the cost of a story, because there really isn't a solid story that you follow throughout the movie, but I think this is one of the few cases where that's very fine. Hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't think this movie needed a story. And I I am over-exaggerating a little bit. There is a story that we follow along with. You're following this soldier as he traverses through hell. Um, And it's told very visually. Like, you get a lot of cues from his, like, body language and things he's looking at. Like, what's going on in his head. Which is really good. But there isn't, like, much of an overarching story besides this soldier needs to drop off this bomb for some reason. You don't really know why. He just kind of needs to do it. So, yeah. Like I was saying, it's one of the most visually striking movies I've ever seen. Like... It seems like a, a technical masterpiece because they they do a lot with the stop motion itself, but they also fuse it with live action moments, which mm. aren't exactly my favorite. I think it's more of a stylistic choice in this case, but like it does work on some level. It feels like they they mesh together rather well into a very grotesque, very disturbing way at a lot of times, um, and that's kind of the whole vibe of this movie: very grotesque, horrifying, all while remaining like visually very stunning. And I don't think there's any better example of this in the movie than the opening scene itself. Basically, you're watching this soldier descend in, like, this kind of pod, almost like he's dropping down from space, being lowered very slowly down through the pits of hell, getting attacked, getting mobbed by monsters, all this kind of stuff. And it's very simple, it's a very nice, easy three to four minute scene, but oh my god, the visuals are legitimately amazing and impressive. Like, the detail that went into making some of these huge models mind you like the pot itself i must have been very small the sets in comparison are gigantic i might actually show a couple examples of this um because they're in the trailer like it they're huge compared to the pot and they're so intricate like they must have taken like hours days to make just for a five second shot of this little pod dropping through them like this whole movie seems like it's a love letter to stop motion and like what it can accomplish and how it can make you feel because it does this movie does a really good job of playing around with like scale which is another one of the things what makes it like very visually impressive there are times where the soldier himself feels massive like he feels like a literal giant towering like stories above these other smaller characters in the scene and then there are other times where he feels as small as an ant as like tanks drive by him and you can tell he's like as big as a screw on that tank or there are massive, like, temples, essentially, where he is but a doll walking through them. and it, But it never feels, like, off. 
like it never feels like this is wrong and like that like this shouldn't be possible it's like oh wow i could really feel this character in this world right now on account of how well it's been made um there's another scene later on this is again i should have prefaced this by saying this is a horror movie and a particularly grotesque one at that um there's the scene later on i'm not going to be showing this where there are essentially these large men in electric chairs being killed and you watch as this tiny little doll soldier walks by them as these massive beings tower over them being electrocuted he's just walking on by doing his thing taking in the scenery and again it's just this very visually stunning scene that we were we only experienced for a couple minutes and then we never see ever again Hmm. Like, so much thought and care goes into making these tiny little vignettes as the soldier walks through this world. Um, there's another one later on where he, this dude is essentially living and is traveling through this, like, destroyed city being ruled by, like, this weird, like, demon that speaks in a baby's voice but is, like, controlling these creatures, terrorizing these the citizens of this town. And you just kind of, like, are watching this horrifying image as this baby is, like, talking at you and doing these horrible things. And then there's another good little scene that comes with this, where the soldier encounters this child figure, almost. Um, and he's... You can kind of tell the gears are turning in its head as to whether or not it should take him with it. Because if he knows if he leaves this kid here, like, it's gonna die. Like, one of these monsters is gonna come along and kill it. And you can watch as he tr tries to make the decision for a minute or two, like... Is this worth risking my own life for? My own mission for? And eventually he decides it's not. And the kid ends up dying as he goes off into another hellscape. And it's just a lot of scenes like that. Um, hmm. I will say there was more live action than I was expecting. Um, I think the movie shines the best when it's the stop motion following the soldier. Because he's a really good perspective for this world. Because again, you get a good idea of the scale of like the world compared to him. And additionally, you get to see all these kind of, like, weird events taking place through his eyes. So, I would say it's much stronger in those scenes as opposed to the ones with the live-action people in it. They felt a bit weaker, but still good overall. Um, and that kind of is going to dive into who I think should see this movie. Because, like I've been saying, it's a very grotesque horror movie. Um, I saw it with two other people who were interested in seeing it at the time. Mm -hmm. And I would say if they were not seeing it with me it would be a much harder watch to get through because it's there's a lot of very tough imagery that comes up um no, no yeah just a lot of tough imagery so i'd say like if you have a really strong constitution you know you can handle like grotesque stuff and challenging imagery it's an amazing horror movie like there are so many like weird horrifying creatures put into horrible situations like there's so much imagination that went into this movie. Additionally, people who like stop motion, if you have a good constitution and you like stop motion, like I've been saying, it's one of the most intricate, well-made stop motion films I've ever seen. And I love stop motion. Like, I've seen so many of them. This is, it, it just blows all the other ones out of the water. Um, and additionally, people who like very technical films, because like I've been saying, it's very technically well-made. Like, there were scenes where I was watching, there's like, for example, there's the scene where the soldier's walking through this massive dark temple, and he's got this little light in his hand that he's shining around looking at the beams, and I, for the life of me, could not figure out how they made that light to work. Because, like, how do you make that, because the way it was flowing worked so well with the stop motion, but, like, me trying to figure that out on, like, a visual level, I was like, well, if they're taking pictures of this, making adjustments, moving it back in, like, 
that cannot come out as cleanly as that. They have to be doing something else here. So it was, it kept my brain working the entire time trying to figure out how are they making these scenes happen. So yeah, people who are into technical stuff will love this movie. It is amazing. And I don't think I could recommend it to anyone else, but to those people, definitely see it. This movie is amazing. Um, it's a very obscure film because I didn't see any like movie theater around me playing it. So if people want to go see it, where would they go see it? Because so, you said you went out and saw it with people. Did you did you watch it at like at someone's house or at home or? So we watched it at my house. Um, oh, it was okay. thankfully streaming through a virtual film festival. Unfortunately, the week has come up for that film festival. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to the Mad God Instagram, they have like they've been posting a bunch of places like where it's playing, so you can definitely find something through there. This is Brandon here in post. Uh, the Instagram account to go see Mad God is at. Tippet Studios. That is at Tippet Studio. Is um, it like uh, on demand streaming or like they're posting places where you can go watch it? It's not on demand streaming yet, which is unfortunate and I think is a big strike against the movie at the moment. Um, mm. But I will say, as someone who watched it, it was definitely worth my $15 to see it. It was, again, very good. It's very well made. Hmm. Um, but right now it's just playing at film festivals. I've been checking their website to see if they have any updates as to whether or not it's going to be coming out, like having a release of some kind. And it doesn't seem like they have any plans for that as of yet. So it's definitely, it sounds like, um, you know, after the last few movies you've seen, um, definitely one that I guess you enjoyed. So this was extremely um, more refreshing. so, I guess for the te- technical aspect of it. Yeah. Cause that's probably why I would watch. Cause I've, have no interest in like the gore element or like a story element Mm -hmm. to it. Um, But the technical aspect of it being um, stop motion is intriguing because I, you know, uh, I don't know if you watched the movie Isle of Dogs. Yes. (laughs) Um, That was good. It was good. That one was good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like a masterpiece or anything, but it's, stop motion movie I'm mm. blanking on who made it oh it's the um, wes anderson i think right was it wes anderson it might have been i don't think that's right let's see um it was one of those like bougie directors what's his name uh yeah it was wes anderson it was oh, okay so it was okay it was yeah. wes anderson then okay well uh my mistake then but yeah no i mean definitely one of uh a better stop motion uh movies that are out there yeah it was again like it's like good. i was saying very refreshing watch because from what mm-hmm. i've been watching and yeah it, it was very good i enjoyed it so much such a good movie please see it if you have the chance to anyone listening to this out there oh my god it was so good well um moving to the typical uh um um turn of the podcast i went and saw the probably top grossing movie of the week um by box office standards um i went and saw the new james bond no time to die um which is been quoted as the epic conclusion um so i was kind of wondering how they're gonna wrap that up um i was pleasantly surprised um at how it all at how it like ended and how the story went it's your typical bond movie um so 
the synopsis on it, not the synopsis, because that has spoilers. The summary on it is the Bond has left active service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His peace is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leiter from the CIA turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected, leading Bond in, onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with a dangerous new technology. So this movie ties in to past movies, mainly Spectre, which was the last one that came out, uh, which was nice because none of the other like Bond movies, at least none of the other Daniel Craig Bond movies kind of like they never really tied into one another. They were kind of just like their own movie. And then it was like Bond is doing this now. And it's just like, but what was he doing after the other movie? Like, I, I don't understand. Um, so this one definitely was like kind of a sequel to Spectre which was nice. Uh, Blofeld was in it. Um, uh, Christoph Waltz character uh, from the Spectre movie. Uh, he makes a few appearances in it, uh, which was nice to see because Blofeld is like the biggest Bond villain uh, of all time for those of people who don't know much about James Bond history because James Bond has been around since like the 60s when I'm pretty sure Roger Moore was the original James Bond um because timothy dalton wasn't the original i'm pretty sure oh no according to wikipedia it was actually sean connery was first that's not right i don't think that's right jimmy can correct me on the back end but i'm pretty sure that's not right anyway back to no time to die after that little tangent um it's your typical james bond movie it has a mysterious villain who doesn't get revealed until like the very end and his he monologues just like any other bond villain does uh so and he like tells bond what he's doing uh to try to take over the world or or his plan to destroy stuff uh he you know pitches his evil plan it's your typical like spy movie like you know how like you had like um was it the Incredibles that had uh, Syndrome who was like monologuing about his his evil deed and he shouts, oh, you caught me monologuing. Like it's it that was, typical yeah. villain trope of he monologues to like his he's like, oh, da, 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 da. he just goes on a tangent. Eh, that happened. Um, it's got the Bond girls in it. A uh, couple of them. Only one of them he actually like hooks up with. Um, but, it you know, typical Bond girl um very beautiful um and then uh, yeah it has daniel craig running around like you know uh for like two uh, two and a half hours i mean he's he's he does a lot of walking uh, as well but it was two and a half hours <laughs> it was long Sp yeah i normally don't <laughs> take bathroom breaks during movies i had to take a bathroom break uh because i it was long so um, and that and on that topic do you think it would the two and a half hours was worth it or do you think there yeah, was a little no. too long okay no it was because last week i watched was it last week that i went and saw venom yes it would have been last week's oh so i think i did post last week's episode anyway You're so um I, yeah if i did i did if i didn't whatever um last week i'm pretty sure last week i saw venom and i was saying that it could be longer it was only 90 minutes and i was like oh, i wish it had like an extra half hour 40 40 minutes 
this one was perfect. You know, it's the perfect, it was the perfect way to end Daniel Craig's career as James Bond. It was his fifth movie. And something that we didn't realize when we went and saw it, me and my friend, he, he's been playing James Bond since 2005, which was when Casino Royale came out. Because that's when the first Daniel Craig Bond came out was 2005. And then it was 2008, Quantum of Solace, 2011, uh, Skyfall, and 2015, Spectre. Uh, and then 2021 was No Time to Die. But, you know, like I said, typical Bond movie. You know, uh, it starts off, you know, with the villain, kind of like a little backstory with the villain. Um, and then uh, it goes into James Bond, what he's doing now. And then it cuts to like five years later, like uh, after uh, he has a little run in with Spectre. And then it cuts to five years later. And that's when he's kind of in his little hiatus and everyone thinks he's dead, but he's actually in retirement. And, you know, the CIA finds him and uh, the um, English government doesn't want him involved in the mission because there's a new 007 now. Uh, and she's female, uh, African-American, uh, which, you know, whatever. Like, I don't think she's taking over the role completely. Yeah. So overall, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it was a very safe by the books James Bond mm -hmm. movie, but in, mm -hmm. the, you know, in the way you want it to be. Yep, so it got, according to IMDb, it got like a 7.2, I think, out of 10. So, I mean, not the best, but I, I don't know if I've ever really seen movies up in that 8-9 echelon, unless they're mm -hmm. like really obscure movies that the critics really love. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what um, Rotten Tomatoes gave uh, it. And uh, according to that, uh, the critics loved it so and hey. that and usually when that means the critics loved it the the audience didn't but they both said yes mm -hmm. so it's it got an 84 on fresh on the tomato meter and an 88 percent audience score so okay. it was a it was a better bond movie than other ones so like casino royale probably still my favorite because it's the original daniel craig one uh quantum of solace terrible movie don't go watch that movie it's awful i hate it um you can skip it um skyfall safe good you know m dies so like it's it's got that good thing i liked specter a lot mm -hmm. uh because it finally introduced blofeld to the current james bond like fandom uh rather than like from like the 60s 70s 80s when he was around and then this one obviously is kind of up in that same echelon as specter like it doesn't it has blofeld in it but he's not the main villain the main villain is a guy um who uh he basically he's he's his own guy uh he's he he doesn't associate with specter uh he doesn't associate with any, any other terrorist group he's kind of just his his own guy his lone lone wolf kind of guy but he does have followers so he's not like he's not doing everything on his own um but oh and he's played by rami malik which i really liked he played a really good role in this uh rami malik is a great actor uh, who played uh, Freddie Mercury in the the um, Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, he was in that robot movie, not movie, TV show, Mr. Robot. Uh, he was the main character from that. So, um, my friend or my roommate walked out of the movie and said he couldn't get behind Rami Malek as the villain, and I was like, I thought he did really good because he was like a very, he was a very sinister kind of like 
he wants to help, but he also wants to like really hurt the people that's trying to hurt him. Uh, and it was like, it was really like, it was like, really like, Oh, it's really like you, you, you want to hate that guy, but then you were like, you want to feel bad for him kind of feelings. It's a sign of um, good writing, good acting, yeah. very good, well-delivered role. So um, just out of curiosity, um, it's cause this is the finale for Daniel Craig and his role as James Bond. If someone has never seen a single James Bond movie before, would you recommend them seeing this movie? Or do you think there are too many ties back to his other No, movies? I'd probably go see, I'd probably watch the other ones first. Okay. I would definitely watch Spectre first because Spectre ties into this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Because Spectre is a main um antagonist in this movie as well. So like Spectre's a main antagonist, and then you have the other guy who plays who's played by Mount Rami Malik. Um they're both in the movie. Uh, so I would definitely watch Spectre first, but I would definitely go back and watch the other one. Don't watch Quantum of Solace. Forget that one. But watch the other four. Perfect. Well, hopefully I'll be checking that out <laughs> if I've got time to keep up with it. In the I meantime, don't have time anyway. Yeah, exactly. In the meantime, let's jump into Pilot Wings, everyone's favorite game show that has a graphic. So, Andrew, you've played this game before, but for those who haven't, Pilot Wings is a game show where I pitch Andrew some log lines for potential show pilots, and he has to guess whether they are real or if I made them up. Two of the log lines that I'm going to pitch him are real. One of them is one of the, is the one I, is one of the ones I made up. So, number one, this office comedy follows the hilarious, messy, and sometimes sweet lives of the dairy specialists at Great Lakes Cheeses. Two. This comedy stars former NBA player and current ESPN personality Jalen Rose as he juggles his career responsibilities with the challenges of being a single dad. And number three. A light one hour about Kevin, a down-on-his-luck man who is tasked by God with a mission to save the world. So, Andrew, which is the one you think I made up? So, C sounds a lot like that show about mm-hmm. guy who becomes friends with God on Facebook. I don't oh. know if it's that show. Okay. I also don't know if you know much about sports to know who Jalen Rose is. Mm-hmm. Or if you kind of just looked up ESPN personalities, I'm fairly confident Jalen Rose still plays in the NBA, though. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard anything about an office comedy about Wisconsin and cheese. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it couldn't be in Wisconsin, but, you know, Great Lakes. I, when I think Great Lakes and cheese, I'm thinking Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's along the Great Lakes area. If I yeah, that. it's along Superior. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Um, so, hmm. Hmm. see, it says ESPN personality, and mm-hmm. ABC is owned by ESPN. So, or vice versa. Um, so, th- I'm just going to do what my teacher says, and I'm going to mm-hmm. go with my gut. And I'm going to go with B. B is not the right one. You made that up. Are you locking this in? Yeah. 
the fake one was the office comedy about the dairy specialist. Yeah, see, that was the other one that I was like, <laughs> I was like, that one's probably wrong. Like, that one is, that one just sounds Could you ridiculous. imagine if that was an actual show? I didn't. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe it was on, maybe it was pitched. I thought it was pitched and then it just didn't get picked up. That's fair. I could see this as being like, we're trying to make The Office, but about Gary. I'm fairly confident Jalen Rose still plays in the NBA. He's he's a current player. I don't know. But the show would have, the show would have been called Jalen versus everyone, but it was passed over. And the oh. one about Kevin was called The Gospel of Kevin. And that one actually did get a season. So maybe that's what you were thinking of. Okay. Well, that was fun. Hopefully, hopefully I can keep up my trend of tricking you into picking the ones with the name next week but uh let's move on to some of the movies we're excited about that are coming out soon and uh i've already got mine so if you want to go into any of the ones you're excited about be my guest uh next week yeah or this week that we because this week we're uh coming out with mm. uh that's already pretty much released because today we're you know a little behind the scenes we're recording on saturday because yes uh brandon was on vacation this week so yes, we're recording yes, yes, yes. a little late um but i haven't gone seeing it yet i was planning on going to see it tonight but i'm way too tired mm -hmm. and it's a two hour and 32 minute movie mm -hmm. so it's not as long as james bond but it might as well be and i have to work in the morning so i'm like no i'm not going to watch that at 10 o'clock at night yeah that's a lot <laughs> it's the last duel i'm going yes. to watch the last duel with um uh matt damon with brad pitt with adam driver and uh the woman in the movie is a character who is played by jody comer um that one is jean de carugas is a respected knight known for his bravery and skill on the battlefield jacques legris is a squire whose intelligence and eloquence make him one of the most admirable nobles in court. When Legree vic viciously assaults Caragus's wife, uh, so whoever's following, it's the squire assaults the knight's wife. Mm -hmm. Got it. She steps forward to accuse her attacker, an act of bravery and defiance that puts her life in jeopardy. The ensuing trial by combat, a grueling duel to the death, places the fate of all three in god's hands and i didn't know this until i saw trailers this is a true story mm. and i didn't know if you knew that yes because i've also it's seen trailers for it too this is adapted from um a book called the last duel a true story of trial by combat in medieval france it's a uh, book from 2004. Um, it is about the last officially recognized judicial duel fought in France. Uh, it tells the story of December 29th, 1386, which a trial by combat in which the Norman Knight dueled a squire. Um, and then, you know, it goes on to like why they're in the duel and, and all that stuff. And, and, um, so yeah, so um, it's interesting. Uh, I don't want to read any more of that Wikipedia page because mm -hmm. it might spoil the movie. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, I I definitely want to go see it. Uh, Matt Damon plays uh, Jean 
Dick Caragas. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Driver plays Jacques Legris. So Adam Driver, villain. And Matt Damon, protagonist. And uh, Jodie Comer uh, obviously plays Matt Damon's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ben Affleck, for some reason, plays King Charles. And I didn't know that was his role. But that's sure. <laughs> it's also a film made by Ridley Scott, which mm-hmm. Ridley Scott, very well known technical uh, director. Yeah. Um, you know, did um, oh, you know, little known movie called Aliens. <laughs> yeah, Alien. I wanna say two thousand one. No, I don't no. think that that was not him. Is that not Ridley Scott? No. I should know who, who this is. Stanley Kubrick. Yes, that's oh, Stanley God, Kubrick. God, that was Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. God. I get my... So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, anyway, Ridley Scott, Alien, Blade Runner, you know, um, others. Prolific you know, he, director. You know, he's a very, very prolific director. Yeah. Up there with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and um, Stanley Kubrick. So, I am mm. probably going to go see that. Uh, probably... thursday afternoon i'll probably go watch it and then we can talk about it on thursday thursday evening yeah actually I, i'm gonna need to talk to you about that because i'm realizing i'm probably gonna need to move it to friday i don't remember what i had planned Fair for enough. thursday oh no i know what i have planned for thursday and that's seeing a movie i'm gonna see this week dune because <laughs> it's releasing this thursday Fair enough. Yeah, and i'm gonna try to get tickets to see it because oh my god i've never been works i've this is this rivals mad god and like i am excited for this freaking movie Description on IMDb is the feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. That summary does not do it justice, but if I go find another summary, that will probably go on for another two to three minutes. And <laughs> that is just so much work. Um, just go see Dune if you're going to see it. any movie this week. It's amazing. And on that note, uh, thank you guys for listening to Filmmaker's Basement. Uh, Andrew, I think you have something to plug. Yeah, so Sports and Nonsense, we're back in on it. Uh, So every single week we talk about the current week in the NFL. So if you would like to uh, listen to a sports talk radio or sports talk program, um, we do that. Uh, I think this week we're going to do a little bit more than sports because there's been some games coming out that um, I haven't been able to play because I've – way too much on my plate but my buddy's rich has played him and he's gonna give his reviews for him so um we're gonna talk a little bit about gaming next week uh which will be recording like thursday or something i don't know but yep it'll go up perfect and uh as for me uh again hunt down the mad god instagram account find out where they're screening watch this movie because it's so good and it really deserves some attention on it because Again, so visually impressive. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see you guys around. Thank you for watching.